Praise Jesus. Now, can you make that noise louder for Jesus? For Jesus. The King of Glory, the Ancient of Days, the one and only King, the one that knows the end from the beginning, the Pantel Canton, the everything. We just bless God tonight. The pool has been stirred already. And I want to thank the team for this privilege. I came here with one of the most beautiful women on earth. She's somewhere, she's somewhere. She's somewhere. And in the next few minutes, we're just going to worship and, and just have a good time. The song will have condition. The song will have condition. The song will have condition. And the beginning of the night is kind of Death is far from someone. As as we were driving in, I, I saw I saw an accident in the spirit. It's, it's a lady. But that's the beauty of worship. That's the beauty of grace. Things can shift. So we're going to be deep at the life. Wherever you are, just lift your voice in. If you came with your spiritual language, just let it loose tonight. Let it loose tonight. Let it loose tonight. Let it loose tonight. Just open your heart and let it loose. Yes, lose yourself in the spirit all over the other. Lose yourself in the spirit all over. Yes. 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 Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Don't hold back tonight. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Sibra, Sulia, Kola, Yabate, 
you want to lift up your voice and bless the name of the Lord. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, Bible says the Lord has shined. Give him all glory that is due his name. We are where we are, not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. You want to bless the name of the Lord. Bless him, just bless him, just bless him. Bless, bless the name of the Lord. Hey, press deeper unto him. Just love on him. Love on this Jesus. Mimo Sheko Prandiha. La da da de mosha. Kidebro Varadiha Shadagadadada. Maromo Soketet. Yekendet. Mibe Shentetet. Forget about your problems. Look away from all challenges. Hey, Bible says, look unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Oh Jesus, Begin to lose yourself, lose yourself, lose yourself, lose yourself. Even as you focus on this good God, hey, he's too good. A Rebecca Fari Asola, Lima Shendelegomaladat, A Degadadagadadadadadad, Marababados, Cambrehead, Idimanataya, a grace to contact something tangible, oh God, hey Jesus, we love you, we proclaim our affection, hey our glory, hey Mamimo, shall we ascribe to you, our glory, our thanks, oh God, hey we ascribe to you, and none other, hey for among the gods, who can Deliver us like you do. Oh, lift up your heart, lift up your voice. There is none who can restore like our God. There is none who can bless like our God. There is none who can deliver like our God. There is none who can show mercy like our God. No, 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 not the devil. Not the demons, nor the accords. Nobody can lie like the way he does. Hey, not even our parents, not our loved ones. Nobody, nobody has. Ah, his love is everlasting. His love is eternal. His love is wholesome. Hey, his power, oh majestic. His mercies are unfailing. His compassions are. Hey, they are new every morning. Father, we worship you tonight. We give you praise. We give you glory. 
Jesus, we worship. Somebody, uh, and thrown him in your heart. Somebody, and thrown him in your heart. And thrown him in your life. Even as you pray in a language of the Spirit. And give him thanks, and give him praise, and give him worship. Worship is not only an act of adoration. Hey, it is not only an act of intimacy. It is our worship, the ship with which we go to war against the enemy, against opposition, against the problems and the obstacles of our life. Your worship is your worship. Therefore, you want to master your worship. Hey, love on this Jesus. Bless this Jesus. Give him all glory. Give him all honor. Oh Lord Jesus, you deserve all glory, all honor. Hey, this God is too good. This God is too good. This God is too good. The Lord is great and greatly to be praised. What shall we render? What shall we render? What shall we render? There's no one else like you. Oh, Jesus. There is no one else. You are You do me so great. Hey, Jesus. Come on, There is no one else, no one else, no one else. Hey. Oh, there is no one else, no one else like you. If I need me some great ocean, if they crash, she banda balasope. If they take it, take it, take it, and if I see the devotion, Morado Nimikovlaha, because somebody take some time to adore this Jesus. Bless the name of the Lord. The righteous shall hear it and be glad. Lagoni may he win in his soul. The Labadosha, Kurada the Hasola Grondi. Maya take a take a head. Hey, perhaps you came here with a problem. There's a burden. Let Kola di Miss Overhead to attack. Unanswered prayers and pains, pains in your heart. Disappointments. Look away from all these things. Look unto Jesus. Look unto Jesus. Give him all the praise. Decorate this God with your worship. Hey, uplift him and throw him in your heart. And there is no problem that he cannot solve. 
We lay our problems up. We cast our burdens at your feet. Even as you are before your throne this evening, we cast everything down at your feet. No, you are able, you are able, you are more than able to deliver, you are more than able to heal, you are more than able to restore, oh God, you are more than able to provide, you are more than able, oh God, to redeem, Malendos we know we are overwhelmed, we are overwhelmed, but let us be overwhelmed with problems, we are overwhelmed with afflictions, but let your glory, hey, let your glory and your presence overwhelm us tonight, oh God, visit your people, visit your people, visit your people, Lord, help us, oh God, help our infirmities, help our plea, help our cry, help, oh God, our weaknesses, help our doubts, help our unbelief, help our wounds and our pains, oh Lord Jesus. Tonight, oh God, we open up. Tonight, oh God, we open up. We open up our hearts. We yield our minds. We open up, oh God, our wounds, our pains, the tablets of our hearts. We open, oh God, as a book before you, oh God. Lord, examine her. Lord, examine her. Examine us. Set us through and through her. And see if there be any unclean thing within us, O God. And purge and cleanse us, O God. And heal our wounds, O God. In the name of Jesus. That which is contending, O God, with our joy, the joy of salvation in our lives, O God. By your grace and by your mercy, tonight, O God, we ask, O God. God, that you remove, you remove, remove all obstacles, oh God, and restore unto us the joy of salvation, the joy of salvation. We are thrown, Jesus, alone, alone, as God alone, God alone, take over our soul, over all problems, over all other names, over all our pride, over all our achievements, kill us, shatter Tonight, offering the centrality of our meeting 
the highest seat amongst us, O God, belongs to you. Take your place. Take your place. Take your place. Be lifted. Be lifted, O God. Lifted. Be exalted over all. In the name of Jesus. Hey, you encounter through your word. Let every longing heart be satisfied tonight. Lord, by your grace, by your mercies tonight, restore. Kill People of God, God bless you. God bless you. I just feel that we should worship. The atmosphere is that of worship. More than beginning to ask God for anything. Not to give him everything. Everything. All the worship, all the adoration, including our problems. We want to lay everything at his feet. Just come here. All those of us who are weak and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. That is restoration. Matthew chapter 11, verse 27, 28, 29. Come unto me, all ye who labor. Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Just take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. Come on to me. Come on to me. I know we love God, but tonight Jesus is crying. Come on to me. I want to restore you. 
come unto me come unto me come with your imperfection come with your wounds come with your disappointments come with your pain come with your pride come with your imperfections come with all that you are just come come just as you are i will restore i will heal i will perfect i will make whole i am deliverer i am god i am the lord your god I will watch over you. I will watch over you. I will watch over every promise I have pronounced over your life to perform it. Come just as you are. Come just as you are. Neither do I condemn you. I will reckon unto you not according to your righteousness or your good deeds, but by my mercy. My mercy prevails over judgment. My mercy prevails over justice and judgment. I am willing to show you mercy. I am willing and ready to restore. Come as you are. Open your heart. Open your heart. Take off the bandage from that wound. Expose it to me. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Don't be shy to show me your nakedness. Hey, for I know the thoughts and the plans I have for you. They are thoughts of good and not of evil. Holy to give you hope and an expected end. Come unto me, all ye who are weak and heavy laden. Hey, holy Moshe, and I will give you rest. Just take my yoke upon you. My burden is light and my yoke is easy. Jesus is calling. is ready to restore. Grace is available tonight to restore. Grace is available. Just open up, open up, open up. You want to open up your, to, the, to the Holy Spirit. Open up yourself to the Holy Spirit. Passing through us. Jesus is we are welcome. Bless you. But you can stay with us if you want. Bless you. There is none beside you, Jesus. Yeah, Somebody admitted, you were just admitted into God's healing hospital or restoration of health. Don't run away. Don't leave the in. God is doing his work. We lift you high. Yahweh, 
Expecting a miracle from the good Lord tonight. I just want you to type, I am restored. I am restored. That is a prophecy into the meeting. Every encounter with the Lord brings a change. It's impossible to encounter this good Lord and be the same. He's the unchangeable changer. God doesn't change by virtue of his universal constitution and his organic composition. He doesn't change. Everything changes. Times change. Problems change. Seasons change. People come and go. But Jesus, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. We are here to encounter the rock of our refuge, unchanging changer. I am the Lord, I change not. That is why ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Malachi 3 verse 6. I am the Lord, I change not. That is why if God changes, trust me, then there will be times who have mercy on you and forgive. And there will be times that God would not have mercy on you and forgive and not forgive you. Lois, you are welcome. God bless you. God bless you for joining us. God bless you. People of God, Lois is, is, is one of my people, or one of our people. Also, Daniel, God bless you for joining us. Amen. So I was saying that as the first prophet of our lives, even before the teaching session begins, we are making a declaration to our own lives. We want to prophesy ahead of time that I am restored because grace is available in tonight's meeting for restoration. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bible says that one time Jesus taught and as he taught, the power of God was present. I think Luke chapter 5 verse 17, the power of God was present to heal all them that had. So everyone was taught, but not everybody was healed. People were seated, but not everybody was healed or touched. It took those who heard. So it is possible to listen and not hear. Tonight, I want you to position yourself, position your heart for an encounter with the Lord, with the word of the Lord, hallelujah, and with prayer, with prayer, with prayer, with prayer. Yes, Malachi 3, 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. The God of our fathers, Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the same God who gave who gave, who, 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 who gave a, a son or a child to Sarah 
the one who enabled Hannah to take seed, the one who restored the captivity of Israel. That same God is in our midst tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is in our midst tonight. And you are all blessed. You are blessed to be a part of this meeting. Amen. Servants, one of God, I salute Grace. You are welcome. God bless you for joining us. God bless you. Da, 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 Yahweh, Yahweh. We lift you. There is none beside you, Jesus. Yahweh, Yahweh. You are Adonai, Jesus. Yahweh, Yahweh. Just adore him. I want you to open up tonight. Hallelujah. Just open up. Open up. Open up. Bible says that Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, I, I think. It says, looking unto Jesus. Verse 1 says that, Wherefore, seeing we also are, are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Lay aside every weight. This is not a time to, 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 to consider your pain. Don't give thoughts to them. You are in the presence of the Most High God. You are in the presence of your Deliverer. You are in the presence of your solution. Hallelujah. Your Restorer. Your Restorer. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which that so easily beset us. We are talking about sins. People easily rate sins. And people's minds are easily cast onto sexual sins. And the fornications and the what have you, the armed robberies, those things we consider big, big sins. But one of the greatest sins of the believer is unbelief. The sin of unbelief and doubt. Romans 14 verse 23. Anything we do that does not proceed from faith, it is a sin unto us. Because without faith, we can't please God. And anytime we fail to please God, we are in error. We are in errors the error of lack of faith which is sin Bible says let us run with patience the race that is set before us today we are come to encounter grace for restoration so we can run verse 2 of the same Hebrews chapter 12 says looking unto Jesus the verse 1 is not my main focus or my main attention for what I was saying the main attention or focus is the verse 2 it says that looking unto Jesus Looking unto Jesus, as you set aside the weights which so easily besets you, and as you run, forget about the problems. Says, looking unto Jesus. Why? Jesus authored your life. You didn't author this life by yourself. So understand that no matter what you are going through, no matter the challenges and the problem, if you cling to the one who authored this life, if you look unto Him. Just as the people who were bitten by the serpent lifted their eyes up and looked onto the brazen serpent that Moses made as he was instructed by God were delivered. Bible says that even Jesus authors, even as Jesus is author and finisher of our faith, he will finish that which he has started according to Jeremiah 29 verse 11. He is not just author. God did not bring us this far to shame anyone. God did not bring anyone this far to leave us comfortless. God did not bring us this far to deliver us into the hands of our enemies. God did not bring us this far to just leave us in the middle of the journey. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, who has said, not your mother, 
not your father, not your uncle. These people can leave us. Even no matter how much they love us and do not want to leave us. See, there is the icy hands of death. I call it the icy hands of death. When death lays its hands on something or somebody, it ceases to give back. It takes it away permanently. The icy hand of death can lay, can, can, can take them away from us. Can take our loved ones, our parents, our boyfriends, our girlfriends, our husbands away from us. Even when we have not what intended that it should be so for us when we are not expecting it but this god he says i will never leave you nor forsake you he has said i'll never leave you nor forsake you i'll never leave you nor forsake you looking unto jesus hallelujah god bless you god bless you let's get into the word i just thank god for the atmosphere god bless you all so once again i want to welcome all the people, I want to welcome all of us. God bless us. Jen, Jennifer Winning, you're welcome. God bless you. Um, Ella, you're welcome. Ella, you're welcome. Stanley, you're welcome. Cornerstone, you're welcome. It's been a while we had you here, even though I've been, we've been, we've been talking and conversing privately. It's been a while we shared in corporate communion like this. Glad to have you back. Amen. Eugene, God bless you so much. God bless you for the consistency. Um, I think that... Um, please don't forget to keep liking the show. Okay, Lois, please don't forget to like the show. Press the hat, the red beeping hat button at the bottom right corner of your screen. Each time it pops up and keeps beating to like the show and help the page amen mafu god bless you abigail abigail nyante pentacles ja you are welcome god bless you god bless you god bless you all right tonight we are looking at restoration 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 it's a very broad thing please because of the time we are trusting god to finish but if we don't haha we shall finish another time. Amen. The restoration. Last time we're looking at divine speed and restoration. And we said that um, we need speed because God gives us a vision to run with. And every Christian should be a visionary. And every visionary should be a runner. Yes. Yes. Every visionary should be a runner. And we understood that one of the things that give us speed is thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. It is the same language that multiplied the five loaves and the two fishes. The language or God's unique divine coding of thanksgiving. And we said that the Christian journey is a race. It is a race and it is a fight. And it's a walk with God. And as a race, every race is against time. Hallelujah. I want someone to type, <laughs> yeah, Cornerstone, God bless you. Thank you for coming back for good. Please don't forget to keep liking the show, throwing your fire continuously as you listen to keep the page active, interactive, and lively. Amen. I want to highlight the key points of last meeting so that those of us who missed and those who, who have not yet listened to the published podcast at least can capture something and it will also set the platform or set the stage for us to build onto it. We said that 
divine speed is God's merciful provision through his grace as a remediation for lost moments, times, and seasons. That is divine speed. And we said that it is the empowerment by God to accomplish much more than assigned in a given season of one's life. So God might assign that maybe at, by age 30 or by age 35, you should become an MP in your local constituency. And then by age 40 or by 45, you become the president. But by dint of divine speed, instead of becoming the MP of your life, the MP of your local assembly at age um, at age 35, God can speed things up so that you can rather become the MP at age 32. That means you have accomplished more than a sign within that season of your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we said the superior definition of divine speed is mastery. When God, by His grace and the enabling of the Spirit, grants us mastery and dominion over our times and our seasons. And we said that whatsoever dominates a man's heart or what. What, 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 whatever masters a man's heart can master their lives. And so anything that masters our time can master our, our, our seasons, our seasons and, 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 and our, our moments and can determine how our times and our seasons unfold and how much we can, see, we, we can achieve when our times and seasons unfold. Amen. And we say that it is not enough for us to run. In this race, we must run fast. Hallelujah. So in 2023, you are positioning yourself. You are, you, are, you are renewing your mind to run fast. Fast so that you can win. You are not running fast to overtake anybody. This is your own race. This is my own race. You are running fast so that we can finish our journey on time and obtain the crowns. The crowns that God has purposed for us. Amen. And we said our God is a God of speed. How he created the heavens and the earth, the entire universe in just six days. If we are to just recreate a whole town, like the whole um, region of Accra, you know how long it's going to take people to work? Just, 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 just imagine. Just imagine. Just imagine. And then elements of speed. We spoke about light and the hand of the Lord. And discernment, we said illumination or revelational insight into the word of God gives us speed. Speed, arise, shine, for your light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. You can only arise and shine when your light is come. Jackson Opoku, you are welcome. God bless you. God bless you. When your light is come, after you have apprehended a certain spiritual truth in the word of God, with which you can run. In Habakkuk 2, it was the same thing. It says, I will stand upon my watch and see what you say with me. Then Jesus now, God now tells him, write the vision down, make it plain upon the table that he may run with it. So it takes vision, it takes light to be able to run. Discernment, knowledge of our times and our seasons, or our Kairos moments, also enables us what, to run. The knowledge of our times of visitation or the onset of new prophetic seasons. And I think Luke chapter, also Daniel, you are welcome. Jackson Opoku, you are welcome. You can stay with us and be blessed. Amen. Can someone help us with Luke chapter 19, verse 45 and 46? I think it talks about, that scripture talks about how that Jesus passed through the, the city of Jerusalem and looked upon them with pity. It's so sad. It's so sad. Sometimes that is how God looks upon the life of the believer. Because what we could have accomplished by age 22 or age 25, we end up, we end up missing 
only to, to, to prolong that season and accomplish at, at a latter age because we fail to discern our times of visitation, our moments of, 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 of time for divine word orchestrations, our Kairos moments. Bible says that the sons of Issachar, the sons of Issachar, they knew the times and the seasons. The sons of Issachar. In just 30 seconds, I want you to lift up your voice and pray in the language of the Spirit. That Father, even as your word comes unto me, grant me faith to receive, to receive your, the word, the whole of your word and your counsel. And grant me faith to appropriate it into my life, that it will accomplish that to which it has been sent to accomplish in my life today in the name of Jesus. Just lift up your voice in 30 seconds, in 30 seconds, in 30 seconds, in 30 seconds. In 30 seconds. Lord, faith, 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 Faith for God, faith for God, faith for God, faith for God. You do miracles so great. Amen. We also said that one of the elements of divine speed is the hand of the Lord. First Kings chapter 18, verse 46. I would say that when the hand of the Lord had come upon the prophet Elijah after he had prayed, what happened? He ran, he outran the horse of Ahab. Hallelujah. The hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord. And we said the conditions, some of the conditions for divine speed. The conditions for divine speed. Intimacy. 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 Waiting on the Lord. Intimacy through waiting on the Lord. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. For they that know their God, they shall be strong. If you know your God, you receive strength for speed. If you know, that knowledge is intimate knowledge, experiential knowledge. Daniel got to know God through the things he suffered, the things he experienced. And that became his stronghold in the face of adversity. So he rose up. He rose up among all the people of the land, even in a foreign land and among his peers and his colleagues to become what? According to Daniel chapter 6, I think 6, can someone help us? Yes, First Chronicles 12, 32. And the children of Issachar, which were men, they were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. You see, knowing what to do is a function of our intimacy. And then knowing what to do actually eliminates every possibility of error and sets us on the track for speed. Hallelujah. 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 Daniel chapter 6, verse um, 2, verse 1 and verse 2. Let, I want someone to add the verse 1. Verse 1 and verse 2. 
Oh Sudan, your God bless you. God bless you for joining us. Here we teach the pure word of God, unadulterated word of God. We pray. We are people of prayer. And then the ministration of the spirit and impartations. We are not a very we are not those people <laughs> we don't dwell so much on on the prophetic okay we prophesy yes but we know that the surest word of prophecy is the word of god hallelujah that says it pleased darius listen 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 they that do know their god daniel 11 because of daniel's the depth of his knowledge for god the knowledge he had with god he began doing exploits there was setback he was cast into what the lions then why because he was serving the lord his god bible says that they sought, they sought to find an occasion of evil against him but they found none except in the law in his doing or his obedience to the law of his god how many of us could it be said of us how many of us can the devil and and his cohorts can the agents of darkness testify of us that if they were they are seeking any any opportunity of evil against us to harm us or to destroy our life they will find none except in the way we worship god how many they found no occasion against this daniel only in the acts or the way he worships his god only in the way he worships his god they said he shouldn't pray yet bible says he opened his window to the east and then called his name the name of the lord five times each day as he even used to because of that affliction came upon him he was cast into the lion's den but the hand of the lord this god that he knew came through for him delivered him and see what happened to him after afterwards bible says that because of how much he knew god an excellent spirit dwelt in him so it pleased darius to set him to set over the kingdom and 120 princes which should be over the whole kingdom now the verse 2 of daniel chapter 6 says that and over these three over these three presidents of whom daniel was first of whom daniel was first so our knowledge the depth of our knowledge of god and our intimacy with god makes us principalities it makes us prevail in all circumstances it makes us desirable hallelujah it establishes us wherever we are in the midst of our own people or in the midst of foreigners we rule have you not read i think in psalm 110 it says rule thou in the midst of thy enemies the road of our strength the road of our strength is from zion and god gives us this road so we can rule in the midst of our enemies so we will not be oppressed they that do know their god they that do know their god and we said also that another condition one of the things that attracts speed is what mercy the mercy of god romans chapter 9 and verse 16 bible says that it is not of him who will let or of him that runneth but it is of the lord who showeth mercy who showeth mercy and we say that ex this how does this exactly work it works when we acknowledge in and in, in, i think is it deuteronomy 8 verse 18 or so it says that when i have finally delivered you and brought you well and and and, and blessed you you know say that my hand or my strength had given me this the moment we 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 we, we acknowledge that whatever we have that which we do is by our own strength and power it means we deny we deny god his strength and his glory we deny the strength of god the power of god the favor of god that brought us where we are hallelujah 
Yes. So then it is not of him that will it, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, Bible says that Apostle Paul acknowledged his weakness. He acknowledged his weakness. He realized that his frame was fragile. For by strength shall no man prevail. He couldn't do anything of his own. He took the power of God. God is calling us to a place of despondency where we will waste on him. Where he can spend us. Where we will throw our weights on him. We will cast all burdens on him. Hallelujah. God is calling us to a place where we will become desperate for him. Where we will acknowledge, we will be able to see our helplessness without him. So he cannot only reveal his arm to us, but he will reveal his character to us and he will restore us. Hallelujah. Today, I was, when I was reading the book of Joel chapter 2, I was asking myself, why did God send into the midst of his people the great army of locusts to devour and to waste? And then the Holy Spirit says, sometimes my people, yes, Deuteronomy chapter 8, is Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 17, God bless you. So God said that sometimes my people are not just destroyed for lack of knowledge, but because iniquity, iniquity, just like in Ezekiel 28, Bible says that iniquity was found in the ed- enemy, the devil. Sometimes our hearts become lofty over our achievements. So it is God's own way of what? Humbling us sometimes. God does not intend to humble anybody with afflictions or pains or disappointments or sickness or anything of that sort. But he permits it just as a reminder, just as, as, as something that will prove us and draw our attention to his hand, his love, and his glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, and thou, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 17, so Stanley, God bless you so much. He says that, so that you say in your heart, my power and my might, and the might of my hand has gotten me this well. The power and the might of my hand has gotten me this well. I know, I know we all have our challenges, but I want to look up to God. Hallelujah. Today, um, the, the fourth one, is covenant practice condition for speed um some 50 verse 5 some 50 verse 5 can someone help us with that scripture some 50 verse 5 and then the last thing the last condition for intimacy is grace 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 i think i have to skip the advantages of speed so we can get into restoration amen because restoration i doubt <laughs> may god help us some 50 verse 5 the last condition for speed. Just gather my sins together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Anytime we enter into covenant with God concerning anything, God is obliged to perform. God is obliged to fulfill his part of the bargain because it is a contract and the character of God that he can never break is his faithfulness. So even when we are unfaithful at the, at, on our part of the covenant, that Father, I am, I am entering into a covenant with you. That 2023, as I sow this seed, I sow this seed for speed. I enter into a covenant with you by this seed, this sacrificial seed offering. I enter into a covenant with you that any areas of my life that I have experienced delay, Lord, draw me forward in the name of Jesus. 
Yes, some people say God doesn't need our money to bless us. But you see, it, it is not God. God, first and foremost, needs us ourselves. The best gift, the best sacrifice, the best seed you can sow to God is see yourself. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and verse 2. Giving your whole self to God, presenting yourself as a living sacrifice. That is the highest and utmost gift of the believer to God. Hallelujah. God needs you. He needs your body. He needs the sincerity of your heart. A life that is devoted to Him. More than our monies or anything. But you see, can someone post Proverbs chapter 3? I want to answer this question. Sorry it came up. I want to attend to it to clarify something before we move on. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9 and 10. Bible says we should honor God. Okay? Not just with our lives, but with the first fruits of our harvest and with all our substance. So your substance in these days, okay, those days when in Bible days, when, when Bible talks of honoring God with our substance, usually um, they are talking about the, the farm produce. They are talking about cattle. They are talking about sometimes um, um, their gold and their silver and, 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 and things like that. Perishable and non-perishable things. Things. But today, most of our wealth, our substance, our substances are held in what we call fiscal uh, quantity. That is cash, money. So by giving our money, our time is captured in our monies. Our monies are the sweat of our harvest, our harvest and our labor and our toil. Oftentimes, many days of labor, many days of toil. That is our sweat, our money. We've traded time and strength for what? And our blood and sweat for what? For money. So anytime we, we sow, what happens is we are giving God a part of our lives as well. So please, let me correct that error. Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. Bible did not mention money. Is it Luke chapter 8 verse 18 or something? Give and it shall be given unto you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Bible was not talking about money, but money is in that equation. Hallelujah. Time is in that equation. Service is in that equation. Hallelujah. Give and it shall be given unto you. Love is in that equation. That's which you sow, you will get back. A good measure. So if you want kindness, be kind. If you want people to be friendly to you, be friendly. Bible says that a man of many friends must show himself friendly in the book of Proverbs. Okay, God bless you. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 to 10. So shall thy bands be filled. Listen to the key that brings multiplication. So shall thy bands. If God knows that what you are bringing to him from, from, from your, your house or your store is from your pocket, is from your bank account, is from your bands. Okay? And if you keep it there, it could, it, it could equally keep your bands full or filled to the brim. Then why should, you, why should he ask you to take off it and bring it back to him? It is a privilege to ask, not to God, anytime we give, sincerely. And I tell people that though sometimes we give without expectations, when we give, it is perfectly healthy. It's a sign of spiritual maturity and good spiritual health that we expect a restoration in, in return. We expect we, we respect a harvest from that which we give. 
So if you are giving your time to the things of God, in ministering to the saints, in serving in the house of God, cleaning, in singing, going for rehearsals, you know, doing all of these things in the house of God, understand that God is taking your time as an investment. And because he himself in his economy, God is a good manager. We looked at that during um, our, our teachings on Thanksgiving, our series on Thanksgiving, that God is a good governor. Anything we give to God, he's able to govern well, he's able to secure, appropriate, manage well, and even on top of that, give us a return, interest. So God now takes your life because you dedicated a lot of your time and your devotion to the service of the saints, serving your man of God, serving your, 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 your parents. What happens is that now God takes that time. Maybe you devoted a few weeks or a few months. God now takes them and multiplies them into years and adds them to your life. One of the, the longest living evangelists in, in the past century or even Millennium has been um, this man called um, Billy Graham. Billy, Billy Graham. He's been called or nicknamed America's pastor. And you know the secret. Ideally, the body cannot withstand stress. The body has been designed in such a way that too much stress breaks it down. It retards our physique. It takes away from our time so that we can easily fall sick. It makes us prone to sicknesses. And not only that, but it's able to, the wear and tear of daily life actually cuts down our life expectancy. So as he went about, I, talking about the man, the man of God, Billy Graham, as he went about ministering day in, day out, what happens? What happens? What happens is that he was growing weaker every day. The Bible says that though our outward man perishes, Yet our inward man is renewed day by day. I wish someone could help us with that scripture. It's in the book of Corinthians. Though our outward man perishes, the Bible says that our inward man is renewed. So in that, with that renewal, we have what? Extension of strength. The man lived so long and fulfilled all his days and all his years. Hallelujah. So giving God our substance, it is scriptural. It is scriptural. It is not everything people say that we should listen to. It's not every teaching that is sound doctrine. Hallelujah. That is why we must examine everything that we are taught. Let's be like the Bereans. Let's get into the word, the scriptures to examine, to see if they are there, that which we hear. Also, for Stanley, God bless you so much. Truly a man of the word. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perishes, yet the inward man is renewed day by day, day by day. I told us in some, according to some 84 verse 7, each time we appear before God, each time we show up before God in Zion like this, and we unveil our faces and our hearts, what happens is that the glory of God erupts off on us. There is renewal, a process of renewal that goes on. So that even though our outward man is perishing, yet our inward man is renewed. We go from strength to strength, from glory to glory. That is what happened to Moses after he had stayed upon the mountain for 40 days. The Bible says when he came down, the, 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 the fashion of his countenance, you see, was so bright, they could not behold, they could not look unto him. They could not look unto him. I think that today's, today's teaching has begun taking a different course. So each time, you know, just this Saturday, I met with somebody, and I've always been just as I have been. 
I met with some one, one person in our department at church, and this is what the lady told me. She said that, hey, Sammy, you're looking so nice. I'm like, really? This is the same old shirt I've been wearing. And then this is me. I've not even eaten. He said, you're looking fat. I'm like, I've been fasting a lot these days. In fact, the whole of 2022, I have fasted more than I have eaten in a number of days in 2022. So I was telling her that I don't know what you're talking about. Perhaps it's the glory of God. He said, yes, there is just this aura around you. I, I, I feel, I, I don't know. I just, I, just, I just feel this niceness around you. The glory of the Lord. The more we spend time in fellowship, it wraps off on us. The glory. But we all, with unveiled faces, beholding us in a glass or a mirror, the glory are being changed. The Bible says we are changed into the same image. The same image, 2 Corinthians 3, 18. We are changed. We are changed. That is why it is impossible to come and remain the same. If you leave the same, then you didn't behold. It is certain. Or you beheld. You beheld the glory, but your face and your heart were veiled. The veil of sin, the veil of unconfessed sin, the veil of refusing to allow our nakedness be laid bare before God because we are shy, or the veil of coming to God as a co-equal. God, you are my co-equal. God, you are my mate. God, you there, you are my, you, you know, you are my paddy. You know, you come to God, you pocket in, in a time of worship. When you should be worshiping, you know, people are rolling on the floor. People are desperate. People are losing sight of themselves. You are so conscious of yourself, pocketed, your hairstyle, how you don't want, uh, because you've tagged in. Because you've tagged in. You don't want any part of, the, you know, the belt to, to twist or shift a little bit. Or because of the new hairstyle. You are so careful. Anytime you're going to sleep, you wear a wig. You use something to cover it. So in a place of worship, we carry the same attitude. It is a dangerous thing. We will not be changed that way. David danced until his robe. His garment fell from off of him. He was naked, and though Saul's daughter, Michal, despised him in his heart, in her heart, but you know what he was doing? He was invoking a mystery. That was not only to speak for him, but for the entire nation of Israel. Because you see, righteousness exalts a nation. But sin, Bible says, is a reproach to any people. Any people. Yes, restoration has already started. Righteousness exalts a nation. Each time we be behold the glory and we are changed, we become more righteous. We, be we begin to look more like God. The image which we lost in the Garden of Eden is restored unto us. Not just as has been done in our spirit, but it begins to take form physically. Physically. I wish Minister David was here. He would have testified. One time I embarked on a journey for about 100, it was over 100 days. I don't say the exact number of days. That was in, in 20, I started in 2020. I finished fasting in 20, 20, 2019. In the course of the fasting, every day when we are going for lectures, the, the, the man would just be like, Asami, I don't know. I feel like hugging every day I see you. Meanwhile, we are all in the same hostel. He had been, he, he had been seeing me every day previously before I even started the fasting. But he says that your skin, you're becoming fairer, and there's this aura and glory around you. I just like you. And you know what will happen? At a point in time, even in my class, people I had not talked to, people I wasn't free with, people who don't, don't commune with me, who just walk up to me and begin confessing their sins. 
the same revival that broke out because of the purity, the level of purity and the level of anointing, the level of devotion and the level of death, death to self, death to the flesh that was at work in people like John G. Lakes, Bill Cosby, the same anointing that was at work in the lives of people like Catherine Coleman and John Wesley. These were people, these were men of, of devout, devotion, great devotion. They were devout men. They were people of prayer, people of character, people of integrity, people of principle, people of love, people of humility, and people who understood the disciplines of our work with God, fasting and prayer. Osofu, <laughs> I didn't let you hug me. You, you, who, who hugs me more than you? Osofu Stanley, you are always hugging me. Eh? Because of you, that's why I'm still single. You don't know. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So people could walk up to me and just confess. They'll just, man of God, I am in this habit. I can't stop. And these are people, I don't, I don't know them. Who, I don't talk to them. Who, I have I wasn't, I had not told any of them that I was fasting. I was seeking the face of God for over a hundred days. And then I've been praying at midnight every single day. At six, I will pray for one hour, six to seven. And at midnight, I will pray. Some, 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 I used to go for one prayer meeting, an intercessory prayer meeting called One More So Prayers on KNUST campus. And the prayers always started at nine and, and closed, 9.30 and closed at 10.30 for one hour. So after praying for my one hour, that's six to seven to break my fast. Sometimes without eating, I'll go for the 9.30 to 10.30 prayer meeting. When I come back, usually we close around 11. When I come back, I now come and pray from around 11.30 or 12 to maybe one or two or three. Sometimes I could be in prayers nonstop for three hours. And then there are visitations and encounters upon encounters. I could just see that my life was being transformed. Something was being changed within me. I didn't need people to tell me that the fashion of my countenance was changing. Anytime we encounter God, just as Jesus did on the Mount of Transfiguration, there is something that happens to us. Something happens. The glory of God, it rubs off on us. We are transformed. We are changed. And you see, when the glory of God is on your life, you don't need prophecy. You don't need prophecy. You don't need links. Links come to you. Links come to you. People look for you to favor you. Even your mistakes begin to work, work in your favor like never before. And we know that all things work together for good. To them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. We know. And we know. And we know. When the glory of God arises upon your life, just like Esther, people want to favor you. See, the moment they set their faces on you, they, they, cannot, they cannot leave. They can't turn their faces away until they have favored you. The glory of the Lord. Johnson, please, you are welcome. God bless you for staying with us. Please don't forget to like the page. Follow us. We are people of the word, a people of prayer, a people of the manifestations of the spirit. Hallelujah. Please like, keep liking the show. Don't forget to like the show. Like the show. Okay, God bless you. God bless you. So there is something that happens. There is a transformation. Johnson, God bless you for joining us. I'm sure you are listening to us. If you heard me, you could respond. 
We hope you stay with us. Amen. Each time there is an encounter, there is a change. It's happened in Moses' life. It's happened in the life of Jesus. Was it in John 17 that a transfiguration occurred? Osofo Stanley, our man of the word, can help us with that scripture. Want to get into today's word? Hallelujah. I believe that God is already restoring people. Wrong beliefs. You see, our belief systems, our belief systems sponsor our encounters with God. So a faulty belief system in the faith is simply a wrong sponsorship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. BP Bianet, you are welcome. God bless you. We hope you stay with us. We are in a moment of teaching. We will zoom into prayer very soon. Prayer and the prophetic. So every wrong belief system is a wrong sponsorship to make us experience error instead of the goodness and the favor of God. So even as these teachings and these corrections have come, God has just restored wrong mindsets and definitions in the minds of people concerning the faith. Hallelujah. That is restoration already. I want to get into the theme, the main theme for the night. Please, um, are we ready? Are we ready? Yes, John 17. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John with John his brother, and bringeth them up into an high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him. Hey! Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee and one for Moses and one for Elias, while he what Bible says, while he speak, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him, hear ye him. So the glory of God, through intimacy and encounter, brings out, it brings a confirmation. It brings out that the acceptance of our ministry, even before people, they hear ye him anointed. Where the places where we've been denied before, we go and then now we are accepted. Places we go and we are rejected, we now go and there is acceptance because of the hear ye him, grace, the hear ye him anointing. My beloved son, God is pleased with us when we are changed to conform into his image. Hear ye him, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Hallelujah. Is somebody blessed? Please, if you are blessed. If you are blessed. You want to just type a thank you, Jesus. So far, I'm just enjoying it. Oh, Jesus. If you are blessed, just want to type, thank you, Jesus. I just wish we could have enough time every day. Please, can someone post, um, help us with Psalm 126, verse 1 to 20, verse 1 to verse 6. That is the entire chapter of um, Psalm 26, Psalm 126. Also, if you are welcome, God bless you for joining us. Psalm 126, verse 1 to 6, verse 1 to 
verse 6. We are entering, we are entering into the theme of restoration now. Amen. Alright. Restoration. Bible says, when the Lord turned again, please take note of every word. When the Lord, the good Lord, turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed. Hallelujah. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that First of all, I want you to know that the turning of captivity is one of God's means of restoration, of freedom to the believer. Hallelujah. Captivity is a loss. It is a loss of freedom. It is a loss of peace. It is a loss of comfort. So whenever God turns captivity, it is many things restored at once. Bible says that we were like them that dream. Amen. And that means that ca- captivity or restoration can happen in a moment. Restoration can be sudden. Mm. And restoration can be progressive. Yes, sir. According to Mark chapter 8. Mm. Mark chapter 8. Mm. Bible talks of how that Jesus one time went to a certain town and then he met with a certain blind man and um, Bible says that he took the blind man out of what his city outside of his hometown and then he healed him and then after he had he had laid hands on him the first time what happened Bible says that the miracle was incomplete so he began seeing men like trees walking mark chapter 8 i I believe someone can help us with that scripture but then jesus again prayed for him and all of a sudden his sight became clearer so restoration can be sudden or progressive amen bible says that then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing and then said they among the hating the Lord has done great things for them. The restoration of the people of God is the doing of great things for the people of God. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, who were like them or who were like those who dream, then our mouth was filled with laughter. So anytime I make declarations that may God fill your mouth with a new song or may God fill your mouth with laughter, it is, it is, it is simply a declaration of restoration over your life. Hallelujah. Bible says, and our tongues will shout of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for them. Whereof we are glad. Then again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. Yes. 
Amen. Emmanuel, you are welcome. God bless you. Please don't forget to keep liking the show. Don't forget to follow the page for more, more teachings, more prayers, more ministrations in the spirit. Amen. We were like them that way. Now, what is restoration? I just want to let the word of God proceed that which we are about to say. Amen. Cool Rod, you are welcome. God bless you. We are in a time of breaking bread. Amen. Stay with us. God bless you. Restoration. 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 We are a people of the word of God. We believe. We believe in teachings. Sound teachings. Yes. We believe in teachings. And prayer. And the ministration of the spirit. God bless you. As you join us, cool road. God bless you. It's where are you joining us from? Where are you joining us from? Yes, yes. Cool road, yes, please. Where are you joining yes, us from? Yes. Let it loose. Let it loose. Emmanuel, are you blessed tonight? Oh, Charlotte, New York City, or New Carolina? I'm certain it's New Carolina. Not necessarily New York City because New York City would have been NYC. All right. So we are in a time of teaching, sound teaching, sound biblical teaching of the Word of God. Yeah. God bless you for staying with us. Amen. Restoration. What is restoration? Restoration is God's divine provision. Okay. God's divine provision of bringing that which is stolen, that which is dead or destroyed. Back to its former position or condition or state. Hallelujah. Yeah, God bless you, Mr. Emmanuel. Mr. Emmanuel, please, where are you joining us from? It is God's divine provision of bringing that which is stolen, that which is dead or destroyed, back to its former position or condition or state. Zambia, oh, God bless you. Is this we have a lot of foreigners joining us? God bless you. We hope you are blessed every time you come here. We hope you are blessed every time. May the good Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Now, in looking at divine speed, we realize that we started by saying that the enemy, Bible says the thief cometh not but for to still kill and destroy. And we realize that one of the specialties of the enemy is also to bring delay. He does this through various agencies. Sickness can be a cause of delay because sickness, anytime we fall sick, it, it touches and affects our time. Yes. God bless you, Minister Eben. Anytime we fall sick, so long as you are bedridden, the things which you are supposed to do are affected. And any time that affects your time, affects your assignment. That is, that is one of the reasons why God brings restoration. So, even as speed is one of God's divine remediation measures for his people, for lost time, lost glory, lost opportunities, lost relationships of value, lost virtues. The restoration is also one, one of God's avenue for recovery, renewal, revival, and reestablishment. It is one of God's divine remediation processes for 
recovery of everything that is lost, recovery of health, recovery of lost opportunities, recovery of of um, um lost spouse and everything that is possible to be recovered. Sometimes it could be a position, workplace, and for all of a sudden, for no reason of no, so for, for something you have no idea about, you are demoted. If you are saying that because okay. he said what he is the I am that I am. You are demoted. Please, is it my sound that is disturbing in the background? Or is the problem solved now? I think one person was not muted. I've I've muted the person from my end. I hope that helps, please. And is is, is the music too loud? If it's too loud, please um alert me. All right. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. So recovery of health and the rest. So you are in the workplace and all of a sudden you are you receive a sack letter and you do not understand what happened. You are you begin to question yourself. God, what did I do wrong? Bible says that through the work of restoration god is able to what make you recover that which you have lost in the name of jesus restoration brings renewal and revival revival renewal and revival can someone please post romans chapter 12 verse 2 we are talking about renewal what are we talking about renewal of our identity renewal of our minds renewal of our personality renewal restoration brings renewal of identity the day you and i the greatest restorations of all time was when after we were restrained by god through the sin of one man bible says that even as according to the obedience even as by the obedience and the, the righteousness of one man we have all been re- restored again our identities have been restored hallelujah oh no problem no problem no problem i think the english standard version you're making me fall in love with the english standard version a lot these days renewal we were renewed if any man be in christ he's a new creation bible says that all things all things are, are passed away behold all things are become new all things have become new it means that you know we were with god then we were lost through sin the sin of one man then god sent his son and then what did his son do john chapter 3 verse 16 tells us or, or summarizes the whole nature of Jesus' coming and by virtue of that there was the mystery of reconciliation that has restored us unto the image of god through renewal renewal we've been renewed so now that we are in christ we are not you are not jennifer is not the same old person she was before she came to jesus no matter the clothes you wear the clothes you are wearing might still be the same old clothes but that makes me understand that you are not the old person the same old person you were since you accepted jesus christ your parents haven't changed right your home address has not changed but you have changed your identity has been restored Initially, Bible would describe somebody like me, somebody like you as a heathen. But now we are described, we are called as what Christians. 
Christ-like people because you have been born of God. John chapter 3. First John chapter 3. You have been born of God. The seed of God has, has given us birth. Hallelujah. So it brings renewal. And then re- restoration also what leads to a returning. A returning and re- a reuniting. Sometimes Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. Sometimes we move away from God. Mr. David, you are welcome. God bless you. You are still on our theme. Restoration. We just started actually. Sometimes we are cut off from fellowship with God because of what sin. Please don't forget to keep liking the show. We are cut off from God because of sin, the iniquities of our fathers. But God makes provision for reconciliation through restoration, a returning, a returning. That brings a reuniting with God. We reunite with God, our first love. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 5 verse 10 also talks of the same thing. Before I I, I get deeper into that, okay. Uh, Romans chapter 12 verse 3. Verse verse 2 says that, Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by the testing, by the renewal of of your mind, that by testing you may descend what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Amen. Amen. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The renewing of the mind. Restoration brings us that. Romans chapter 12 verse 3. For I see through the grace given unto me, so every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. I, 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 did I mention Romans chapter 12 verse 3? I know, okay, verse 3 is not bad. Yeah. Amen. All right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, shall we turn to Joel chapter 2? Joel chapter 2. George chapter 2, please are we there? Yes, please, we are there. Please, what's this? Thank you. 
Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the fat shall overflow with wine and oil, and I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten, the cankerworm and the caterpillar and the palmerworm, my great army which I sent among you. Hallelujah. So when I read this scripture earlier, I was asking God, why would you send your great army among people? Why among your own people? Why would you cause your people to suffer? And then the Spirit of God was ministering to me. Deuteronomy 8 verse 18, which we are earlier looked at. The thing is that it's not, it's not that the locusts are coming from God, but the enemy is always on the wait. Bible says he goeth about. The enemy is looking for an occasion against us just to destroy, to launch an attack as he did in the life of Job. In Job chapter 1, Bible says when the sons of God had gathered, the devil also was there. He showed up. And then God asked him, have you considered my servant Job? Yes. God bless you, Osako Stanley. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee the power to, to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto his fathers, unto thy fathers, as it is this day. God says that our problems are not to take us from him but to direct us to him, to strengthen our resolve in him, and to purify us, because in the right time, he will restore. He restores. And Bible says that when he begins to restore, many a times his people are like them, that dream. According to Psalm 126, the day that God turned out again the captivity of Zion, they were them. They were like them that dream. They were like them that dream. Job chapter 2. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God, and escheweth evil, and still he upholdeth fast his integrity, although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause? So you understand that the devil is always at work, wanting the destruction of... You see one of the missions of the devil? To steal, kill, destroy. You can see one of it here, at work, to destroy him. The devil, just as the devil rose against Israel and provoked David to number the people of Israel, so that God got angry and began to kill the men. The devil is always at work. He destroys, he steals. The devil wants to steal our mercy. The devil wants to steal our joy. The devil wants to steal that which brings us peace. The devil wants to cut away our source of livelihood. The devil wants to drive out from our life the divine helpers that God has brought so that we can become helpless, so that joy, the joy that we had, we lose. 
The devil wants to push us into all sorts of characters and behaviors and lifestyles that do not glorify God. So that at the end of the day, what happens? We are robbed of the inheritances and the promises of God. And we become, we, 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 we begin to mourn. We become sad. We are without any joy of the Holy Ghost. Because the kingdom of God is not in meat and eating and drinking. But it is in righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So anytime we are in the kingdom of God, we are supposed to have, we have, we are supposed to have righteousness, which we inherit by faith through Christ. And there's supposed to be peace. There's supposed to be peace. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. And we are supposed to also have joy. The joy of our salvation and the joy of the Holy Ghost. So in Psalm 51 verse 6, the psalmist said, Restore unto me the joy of salvation. The joy of salvation. Restore unto me the joy of salvation. We sometimes lose our joy and our peace because of the things we go through. The joy of salvation. So sometimes the way we, we want to love God, the way you used to rejoice and, and be glad and, 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 and jump to your feet whenever it's time to go to church. Because of what we are going through, the afflictions that are not ending. So we, we will end up what? Sad. The zeal reduces. Hallelujah. The devil is always waiting. So sometimes when God realizes that we are slacking, we are looking to ourselves too much, what he does is that he now paves way. He now paves way. And it's not always because we are forgetting to attribute the glory to him. Sometimes there are seasons in a man's life where God, where God just tries the heart of a man, according to First Peter chapter 5, verse 10. And the Bible says that after we have been tested a little while, after we have suffered a little while, this God who restores now steps in to restore. So sometimes restoration is God's own deliberate step, his own deliberate exam that he gives us to write so that he can promote us when we fail. Blessed is a man who endures temptation, the trials of God. Some of the trials of God may come in our lives as setbacks, just like it was in the life of Abraham. Understand that Abraham was so faithful to God. Bible describes him as a friend of God. You know what a friend is? Somebody you share your, your, your eyes, your, your ideas with. God bless you. God bless yourself, David. I'm ginger. A friend is your alter ego. Somebody who you can somehow describe as being like-minded to you. That was who Abraham became to God. A friend of God. So that even at a point when God wanted to de destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he asked himself, God himself, God asked himself, shall I hide from Abraham the thing which I'm about to do? Hallelujah. That is a deep, a deep place of intimacy, uh, intimacy and friendship. Shall I hide? Can, can God say that the same of you? Yes, see what happened to a friend of God. So sometimes things don't happen to us because we are wrong with God. Sometimes things, bad things or difficulties come into our life because we are right with God. And then the real proof of our being right with God, the real proof of our life, our love for God is in standing the test of time, standing the test of those difficulties, not wavering, not falling back, not drawing back into perdition or into our old lifestyles of sin, not giving up on God, not, not questioning God. Job never questioned God. See, 
his resolution. His friends came to him. His wife came to him. Curse God and die. Curse God. Curse God. The trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold, which perishes, may be found unto glory and honor and virtue at the appearing of our Lord Jesus. Is this First Peter 1, 7? Trial of our faith. So sometimes restoration is not because of the fact that we are wrong or we are in the wrong. It is just God's own way of grounding us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now understand that anytime we have been drawn back by any setback, major or minor, and God is restoring his people, restoration comes with abundance and recompense. You see, over here in my notes, I have listed the story of Job, the story of Samson, Hezekiah, the people of Israel, and the prodigal son. But I, I am struggling to choose what to, to minister on. To be honest with you, Bray, you're welcome. I am just struggling to, to choose what exactly to minister on because the, 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 the revelations are choking me up. There is too much. Maybe I have to break this into, into parts so that we look at the first part today and then we continue another day. Hallelujah. I can feel the presence of God in our midst tonight so mighty. Pray you are welcome. God bless you. So we said restoration is God's divine provision of bringing that which is stolen, dead, or destroyed back to its former position or condition or, or state. Restoration also means to repair. It means to repair. Hallelujah. Pray you are welcome. God bless you. God bless you. We hope that you like and follow the page. We are people of faith in Jesus Christ. We believe in teachings. We believe in prayer. And we believe in revival. Yes, restoration also means to revive. We have looked at the renewal and the recovery. We have looked at re renewal and recovery out of the four dimensions of restoration, the four arms of restoration. We will look at the replacement and then the re we've looked at sorry, we've looked at the re re recovery or replacement renewal and then a return we are yet to look at the revival aspect the revival aspect of restoration amen but before we get into that i want us to note that anytime the enemy steals the enemy destroys was to listen Restoration comes with abundance and recompense because God is a just God. Bible says he will not suffer the righteous to be moved, lest the righteous put forth his hand to iniquity. Is it Psalm 110 that says that he will not let lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put forth his hand to do iniquity. So after that, God has allowed the red, the rod of the wicked. 
to restrain, to delay. After that, God had God allowed the enemy to touch and to scatter and, and, and to and to and to to shake the life of Job for a while. Bible says that Job was restored, just as the captivity of Zion was turned. It happened all of a sudden. Bible says when they did, in the in the day that God turned the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. It happened to Job as though one who was dreaming. And the Bible says that God gave him in multiples of what he lost. Times seven times that which he lost. Imagine. Imagine. The trial of our faith. First Peter 1.7 Be much more precious than of gold that perisheth may be found unto glory. So after God had tried him, what is proof that God was trying Job in that affliction or in that state? of despair that he went through job chapter 23 verse 10 i understand from this actually that is one of my favorite scriptures in the bible it says that for 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 it says that but he knoweth that but he knoweth the way that i take yes i hope that that is it the king james it says but he knoweth the way that i take for when he has tried me i shall come forth as gold so, beloved, any time before God restores, any time we are going through difficulties, losses, pain, setbacks, disappointments, one thing, one key thing that we should keep in mind is that God is going to restore. He's restorer. He's faithful. He will watch over His word to perform. He performs the counsel of His messengers. He watches over His word to perform. First Peter five ten says, after we have suffered a little, a little while. Sometimes the little while God is talking about to us, it may be years. But you see, when the restoration comes, when the abundance comes, when the restoration comes, when the recovery comes, when the renewal comes, when the revival comes, when the replacement comes, it comes with abundance, superabundance. So then before God God restored Abraham, before he restored uh, 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 Abraham and his seed, in Isaiah chapter 54, verse 3, he said that, enlarge the place of thy tent, enlarge the place of thy tent, thou that has been barren, you who have been barren, barren, Isaiah 54, verse 3, someone can help us with that scripture quickly. Enlarge the place of your tent. So anytime you're going through trials and afflictions, setbacks, you know that your mates are moving forward, your colleagues, your, your colleagues are here and there. They are accomplishing great feats. You are seeing this one on TV. You are hearing th- that, of that, doing, uh, undertaking a great project. You are seeing this and all of that. And you are asking yourself, God, what about me? Why am I still jobless? Why am I still struggling with this? Lord, what is happening? Lord, what, what are your plans for me? It looks as though I am forsaken. Just as you forsook. Jesus in, is in Matthew 26, verse 46 or 47. My God. Bible says that. He said, my God, my God. Why hast thou forsaken me? Sometimes you feel forsaken. As you go through all of these things, remember that what is coming is greater. And God wants to build capacity in you, capacity to believe, capacity to, to be steadfast. You see, after we've gone through these things and we are restored to the blessings of God, one of the things that happens is that our faith in God grows deeper. Ephesians chapter 3 puts it this way, that you being rooted and grounded the rooting before God, before God, 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 God gives taller trees. He is actually interested in deeper roots. When it comes to spiritual maturity, when it comes to spiritual progress, God is first interested in deeper roots before taller trees. But the sad thing is that anytime God is driving our roots deeper, we are going through the afflictions and the pains. Oftentimes, we we are not seen by people. You are always in the hiding, the secret. Sometimes only a few people know what you are going through. 
But when the taller trees come, you see the shoot system of a tree is always above the ground. So you always see it. But the root system is in the, it's, it's, it's in the ground. It is buried in the sun. Nobody sees it. And that is what God is concerned of. He's concerned about that. Because if he doesn't give us deeper roots, many of us are expecting big things, restoration of big things. You know, want God to do greater things, make us big people, great in every way, have influence over people, to travel the world, to impact lives. But sometimes, beyond just mere knowledge, the acquisition of the word of God, the knowledge of the Holy One, God wants to give you experiences that when you share, just by one story, one testimony, a crowd of about one million are drawn to God. Because you see, experiences are, are so powerful. The testimony of our experiences and that's which we go through, they are so powerful because there are things that God has walked us through. They become a part and a parcel of us. And we've been given keys. We receive keys from God after we pass those tests. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. But he knoweth the way that I take. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Not unrefined gold. Not gold with blemish. Any gold that is impure is said to contain the dross. Even silver that is not pure is said to con contain the dross. And any valuable metal or precious metal that has dross in it, me, it's not it's not valuable as it should be. It means that it still needs to go through the test of time, and understand that. You see, one thing about spirits is that when a spirit does not try you, it will not empower you. You can ask those who are involved in the voodoo and and occultism. Any spirit, before it will empower you, those powerful and robbers who just vanish all of a sudden and those who get money, wealth, and all that. Before the spirits empowered them or gave them money, the spirit tried them. They tried them. Then after they have gone through the trial, sometimes they are told to sleep in coffins for seven days. Go to the cemetery, sleep on somebody's grave for three every night, for three nights. Go and go and do this. Strange things. Strange things. Because spirits understand something. Spirits understand the heart and the character of man. The Bible says that the heart of a man is exceeding, is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. This is Jeremiah chapter 17 verse something. The heart of man, deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Spirits understand this thing about heart of man, heart of man. Sometimes you think, we think that we are too righteous. This one, if God blesses me, the what I've gone through, I'll never forget God. God says that no, 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 no. It's too early. Just wait. Just wait. Let me take you a little deeper. Let me reveal more about your own character to you. Things you don't know about yourself before I restore you. After I reveal them to you and you realize this is what you could have been, then I'll restore you. Your inconsistencies and your pains. Restore you. Hallelujah. So as we are going through these things, we enlarge the place of our tent. Is it for thou Isaiah 53? Is it but I, I think it was the verse 2 rather that has what I was looking for. But the verse 3 says, For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Hallelujah. For you will spread abroad 
to the right and to the left, and your offspring will possess the nations and will and will put and will people the desolate hey wow I like this English and will people the desolate cities. Oh nice. The English standard version. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So every experience before restoration is not to make us better, is to make us better. Every experiences of pain, disappointment that we go through before God, yes, enlarge the place of thy tent and let the curtains of your habitation be stretched out. Do not hold back. Be stretched out. Do not hold back. Lengthen your course and strengthen your stakes. God enlarges our faith. He, he, by our by, through the trials we go through hallelujah hallelujah now let's look at the revival aspect of restoration one of the things that restoration brings is it brings revival to life john chapter 3 verse 16 we were dead with god then god sent the man jesus who is now our lord and savior to what to revive he brought us back to life what a god what a God. What a God. What a God. Jesus, we thank you. John chapter 3, verse 16. We know what is there. And Romans chapter 6, verse 4. God is also able to revive works and our purposes and our vision. What a God. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. Can someone help us with that? The scriptures, I wish I could just preach like that. I wish I could just preach without quoting the scriptures because sometimes I feel there are many. But you see, I want us to be people of the word. When it happens that way, no one can lead us astray. Nobody can lead us astray. And the more well vexed we are in scriptures, the more we are grounded and rooted. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Open us to that scripture. Habakkuk chapter 2. Let's say Habakkuk chapter 2. I mean chapter 3, verse 1 and verse 2. Sorry, forgive me. Yes. Bible says this is a prayer of Habakkuk. The prophet upon Shigenu. Oh Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid. Remember that in the previous chapter, he was positioning himself, waiting on the Lord to hear from the Lord. Now he heard the speech of God and he was afraid. Oh Lord, he says, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make known in wrath, remember mercy. Oh Jesus, that sounds like the prayer of James chapter 3 verse 12. 
and wrath. Remember mercy because mercy prevails over justice and judgment. Mercy, mercy, mercy. Now that, that takes us to the postures and positions for restoration. Here, God gave me five postures when I was preparing. Repentance, forgiveness, belief, forgiveness and mercy, belief, prayer, and then waiting on the Lord. Mercy is one of those postures. Hallelujah. You want me to go deeper on what? Please. What do you want me to go deeper on? Because of time, I'm even struggling to know which passions of the notes <laughs> to share and what not to share. So please, let's be fast. That's why sometimes I talk very fast. Our podcast is going to end in five minutes, so it means we have to come back. And I'm pleading with all of us to do what to come back and finish it. Amen. Sometimes I don't want us mercy prevails over justice. Please, please. <laughs> no, that that one we are talking about. You make us enter into the justice system of God. Okay, the justice system of God has to do with um, rewards and punishments and all that. And we want to just stick to restoration. God bless you. We will teach. We will learn more. We will learn more. We will learn more. We will learn more. Learn. But in the meantime, let's be doers of the little we have heard so far. And not hear us only, so that God can multiply more unto us. Amen. So, we, we, Habakkuk the prophet was crying unto the Lord. He says that, Oh God, O oh Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. This is Habakkuk restoring. You know, he had heard of the things that the, he, God did in the days of his fathers. Uh, is this some, 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 some chapter? 40 or so, the psalmist testified of the same things, that Lord, we have heard of the things you did in the days of old with our fathers. Lord, we are asking that in these days, we have heard of your act of old, your mighty act of old. In these days, Lord, do the same thing. So the, 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 um, the man of God, Habakkuk, the minor prophet, was saying, Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make known. And he's saying that even if, oh God, we have sinned against you, for which reason we are in captivity, we are suffering, and the fig tree is not blossoming, oh God, by virtue of your mercy, even in your anger, by virtue of your mercy, remember us and restore. In your anger, Lord, remember mercy and restore. Remember mercy in your anger and restore. Jesus. I want to tell somebody that God is not done with you yet. God is not done with you yet. If you are listening, I want you to type, God is not done with me yet. God is not done with me yet. God is not done with me yet. Hallelujah. God is not done with me. Because the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want us to look quickly at 
some of the things yes god is not done with me yet some of the elements of restoration please this one eh, i wish i could take each one and get into it but because of time there are 12 elements god gave me in fact they are more than that <laughs> sometimes you know even at the time of five minutes into the meeting i was still expanding the notes because i'll be there and then he whispers something and i have to come and add and adjust and make arrows and 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 chip them in there that is how good the holy spirit is to us and that is how much god is desperate to feed us if only we are hungry hallelujah you want us to take it little by little eh? then it will take us to part two we have to come back for more in episode 12. i wish we we could avoid that all right Please, if you want us to come for episode 12, please type episode 12. Episode 12, so that we continue the restoration there. If you don't want us to do it that way too, don't type. I want us to, <laughs> if you want us to come back for episode 12, so that I'll take time and, and, and go through the, the elements as the Holy Spirit has given us, as the Holy Spirit has given it to us, please type episode 12. Let's be fast if we want to, because we now have to look at the elements of restoration, the postures of, restor- of restoration, and then some of God's vehicles, the vehicles of God's restoration, and then the kingdom advantage of restoration. Oh, okay. So we are nine online now, and then we have one, two, only two people. <laughs> Oh, we just spoke of deep fruits, eh? <laughs> Episode 12, you have three people. <laughs> yeah, people of God. Okay, so God restores our being, okay? God restores our being. Our podcast will be going off in, hopefully, um, I don't know, but maybe two to five minutes' time. God restores our beings or our soul, Okay. Let's look at Galatians chapter 6, verse um, 7. And Psalm 23. Galatians chapter 6. Please, who is there? Please help us if you are there. Galatians chapter six. Let's say, I said verse seven, verse one, please. 